Welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast. Y'all, we are in the middle of the Relationships Redux Challenge. I'm telling you, day one was insane. Insane. Like, if we would have had this kind of information when we were growing up, the pain and unnecessary suffering we would have been spared from. I'm just saying. Day two got even better. And what I can tell you is God is working and this is relevant information and practical so that you can apply it immediately. There's also, because we're doing this live, there's also live coaching that happens that is so, so powerful and breakthroughs happen on the spot. There's still time to join us live, so get plugged in there. Today is the final day. It's at 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, but get plugged in. We host monthly challenges, monthly masterclasses, and guest interviews every single month. Okay, it's inside the Courage Co. Masterclass Bundle. So you can access that when you go to www.courageco.org and you'll see the bundle there and you can get plugged in immediately. So you can join us live tonight or when you join the bundle, you actually get every previous training that we've done, all of the replays, the notes and ongoing virtual support with that content because it's a live space, a live feed. So you can get constant ongoing support on that content and you get access to it for an entire year. So you can be a part of every upcoming challenge. And even if you can't join us live, you'll get access to all the replays. So it's really a no-brainer to get plugged in there. We have new topics every single month. You can put in requests if you want to as well. We're making sure to give you what you are craving now to make sure that you get your breakthrough in your life. And we need breakthrough in relationship. We're not trained how to be powerful people in relationships. We're trained to be powerless. And powerless people show up with all sorts of dependencies. They are codependent. You know, so it can look like people pleasing, performing and perfecting or because we don't want people to know that we're messy or actually see us and have any sort of intimacy. We just try to rebel and seek pleasure or try to instill fear in people so they're afraid of us so they never find us out. We act like crazy humans when we are powerless and you can never have a healthy trust filled connection from that. So some things that we already talked about, we talked about the real battle between fear and love in relationships and what it looks like when powerful people show up in relationship and what it looks like when powerless people show up in relationship. We talked about healthy confrontation and how to even build a conflict-resistant relationship. We also talked about boundaries and simplifying these because sometimes even boundaries can sound super complicated. And we're going to talk about, too, what it looks like to actually have a healthy, thriving relationship because a lot of us don't know. A lot of us haven't even seen that or experienced that and have no clue or capacity to train ourselves to create that because you cannot... Create what you don't see if you don't have training. You need training and you need tools. So we're not only going to give you a glimpse of what it looks like, seven secrets of healthy relationships, we're also going to help you come up with your own personal relationship toolkit. Because when you do get healing and you become a whole human and you start controlling yourself and not other people, that's a concept. When you start doing that for real, for real, 
then you need to maintain an entire new way of being in relationships. So you get all of that in this challenge and so, so much more that we don't have time to dive into today, but go get plugged in. It is inside the Courage Co. Masterclass Bundle. You can access it over at Courage Co. www.courageco.org. And today, I'm sitting down with a dear friend now, Candice, and whenever we get together, man, we just preach to one another. We have a full-on sermon with each other. So God totally knew that we needed to be connected and she has so much to share about relationships, strangely enough, and what really how heartbreak leads us to God and so so much more. So tune in to this episode, listen all the way through to the end to get all of the gold nuggets because they are laced throughout this interview. Also, if you are feeling so much a part of this community. If you are being blessed by the content that we're delivering twice a week for you, do us a favor and subscribe to the podcast. It's such an honor to be able to show up and serve you for free. And it would be such a blessing to receive your your gift of a five-star review and actually writing a review about how this podcast is impacting you. Not only does that help this podcast get out to more listeners, it blesses us to know that you're here, and we want to give you a free gift. We'll send you the God's Vibes Matter devotional. This is a 30-day devotional of deepening your intimacy with God. So when you rate the podcast five stars on Apple Podcasts and leave a review, go to julianapage.com slash podcast and fill out the form there to make sure that we can send you the devotional. All right, everybody, without further ado, let's dive into this interview. Welcome, Candice. It's so fun to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be talking to you on today, and I'm so grateful that you're having me. Amen. Well, thank you for being here. Tell tell the folks who you are. Tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, so my name is Candice. I am a wife, a mom of a preschooler and a toddler, and I also have a bonus daughter in college. So yeah, doing all the things. I'm also an author and a podcast host. So I wear lots of hats and I my nine to five job is a school psychologist. So I'm kind of all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. You're like a massage brains, chase humans. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So good. Oh my gosh. So I want to hear too about your God journey. I feel like it's so inspiring when we can hear how people have developed relationship with God. So tell us a little bit about what that's like. Were you raised in the faith? What was that like for you? Yeah. So actually I have always been in church. My parents from weeks old had me in church, uh, Baptist, raised Baptist and, you know, go to church every Sunday because that's just what you do. You're not allowed to skip church at all, uh, growing up. So unless until we got like jobs and stuff, that's the only reason we were allowed not to go to church on Sundays. (laughs) So it just became very much just a habit and that's what you do on Sundays. So uh, growing up like that, you know, it takes a minute to kind of get a real relationship with God. It takes a minute to really like, you know, you haven't really been through anything. You're just doing this out of habit. And so I kept that habit, of course, but it took a while for me, of course, going through some trials and tribulations, of course, to really like draw me into an actual relationship with God. And it took me leaving home. It took me, you know, getting away from what I've always known. 
Um, and and kind of what you had to do and how you're describing it, right? Like yeah. <laughs> I had to do this. it wasn't a really inviting thing. This was a have to, not a want to. Absolutely. It was a very much like a, it was forced upon, you know, it's forced upon us as, as parents. And I will say that I'm very grateful for that yeah. in a sense, because now as I look back, it really did pay, you know, like pave this strong foundation of, you know, there is a God, right? There, you know, this is what you do when you're in trouble. This is, yes. you know, the habit of actually going to church on Sundays. Now that I'm a grown up and adult, I now I want to go to church on Sundays, right? And but the, there's also this thing of if I do miss a Sunday, dealing with the shame of it and dealing with those feelings because it's like, oh, you're bad if you miss church. So it's a lot of things yeah. having to sort through as an adult, but overall, like, you know, I love my relationship with God um, now, you know, but it didn't like, it, it had to be worked out. I would say that it took a lot of things to really like grow it, flourish it, connect, really know who God is and what he's, what's available to me, what it means to be a daughter of Christ, like of, of the King. Like, you know, it just took a lot. There's so much I didn't know. Like you just go yes. to church, but you're not listening. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's so much to not know, right? Like it's, it's wild to me. I, I feel like I hear that a lot too. It's just like, there's so much that I'm learning now that I had no idea I could have had access to. Like, this is a common thing that we hear. So yeah. So true. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even know what it meant to really have faith. And, you know, you you go to church every Sunday and you hear about this God, but you can't see him. You yeah. don't hear him. And yeah. so it's like, who is he? Who's this yeah. guy? You know, you hear yeah. a scripture or two that's very familiar that you hear the, the preacher like say every Sunday. And yeah. so, you know, a couple of scriptures, but you have no idea what that means. You don't even know that you have to apply it in your life. Like you just go like it It was really yeah. just a lot of things to unpack. And I'm still unpacking, obviously. Yeah. You're like, it takes a whole lifetime, actually. It but... Does. <laughs> but I love so what what made this shift? Because I think we've talked about this before offline, but I was raised Catholic, right? So my, mm -hmm. I didn't know that you could have a relationship at all. Like that was not the setup. It was like, do this or or you're going in the wrong direction. Yes. <laughs> you're going to hell. Not going to end well for you, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and constantly reflect on all of your sin and keep that your focus and just focus on how horrible you are. Kind of was the vibe, right? It was mm -hmm. not lots of formalities that you could miss and be in trouble for, but there was no like actual direct connection to God. And I think it was really, really interesting. Like it took me going through heartbreak to be led to God. So I'm curious what it was for you. Cause so I started to realize, wow, like, I don't know what real love is. And that's why I'm inviting so much toxic, unhealthy love, quote unquote, mm -hmm. into my life and giving it access to me. And I have no idea how to protect myself or guard my heart. Right. I don't have a Bible. I'm not reading it. I have no clue that I can actually like talk with God or relate with him as a triune being right like father god holy spirit jesus these are all different elements and ways that you connect with a person right yeah, so right. that was beyond me i had no clue and i also knew i was in spiritual warfare didn't know what that was and then started <laughs> that out real quick right so <laughs> yeah the need was high to, to know god at one point in my life so i'm curious for you i know for me there's been sort of like the whispers or the promptings or different things where I'm like, oh, this is God. And in mm -hmm. hindsight, like, I'm like, for sure, this is God. 
So it was kind of building to that point, but it took a huge breaking point for me to suddenly go all in and being like, I don't even care whatever else I was pursuing. It's only you now. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm curious what it was for you, if it was like a slow, gradual build, or if there was something significant that happened that you're like, I need relationship and I choose it for me. Yeah. Well, what I, I I think for me, it really was slow and gradual. It was uh, baby steps and it started, I would say like my very first thing where I felt like I prayed and asked God for something and was really believing for him to come through happened in college when I went to college and, you know, the shift from high school to college was a struggle for me. And so I went on a scholarship. I had uh, what's called tops here in Louisiana and I had to maintain a certain GPA. Well, that first semester, I, instead of having my three, what was it? A 2.5, I think, which is super low, right? To, to yeah. Obtainable. But I had like straight C's my first semester. So yeah. I was like, oh God, I'm going to lose this scholarship. So I'm bawling my eyes out. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I was like praying and I'm like, God, I need your help. Like, I'm like, you got to be real because I don't have any other option right now. Yeah. I need your help to bring this up so that I can, for the year, end with a 2.5. Like, I don't really know what I'm going to do. And I know that seems very trivial, but in my in that time of my life, in my world, okay. that was like r- something real because I'm like, I'm not going to be able to continue in college. I had no other options to pay for college. So... I went ahead. So that happened and God came through in the, the year with the 2.6. <laughs> I was like, made the dean this my yeah, second a semester. Yeah, a little <laughs> extra point there. So um, I was like, okay. So, and then silent, you know, I mean, I went back to my normal routine. And so, but what I will say is that I began to grow over the years, because I started like going to different churches and hearing different things. And though my foundation was poured at this one church that I had gone to all my life, when I I met a guy, his dad was a pastor, he was a younger pastor. And so he began to teach in a different way that I could understand a little better. And so I'm like, Oh, there's something to this. So it made me dig a little bit. And then about a decade later, I moved away and I went started going to a different church that taught me even more about God. And I was like, okay, so, you know, I'm, but I'm still out in the world doing things that I shouldn't be doing. (laughs) I'm not living the God life. I'm not praying every day. I'm not reading my Bible consistently, you know, so the relationship's still not there, but I know that something, there's something to this God thing. There's more than what I learned as a kid. It's more than the habit of going to church. It's more than, you know, singing your, uh, gospel songs or whatever the case is, like it's more than that. And so, of course, I during this time I'm growing up, I'm having all these relationships with different guys. Things are happening. Yeah. I'm life is not working out the way that I thought it would. Yeah. In my mind, I thought that I would go to college, I would meet a guy, I would get married by what what it was. My plan was get married at 24, first kid at 26, second kid at 28, and done. Yeah. And by 30, I'm like, living in my, There's my lifetime. I'm, I'm done. And so I'm like, okay, 24 is not, still not married. 26. Oh, broke up with the guy I was dating for almost a decade. Okay. 26. Oh, find out my boyfriend's cheating on me. Okay. 28. I'm like, okay, I'm just starting another relationship. 30 comes and I'm freaking out because, oh Lord, now I'm, not only this, I've had several relationships. I've had my heart broken a couple of times. And now at 30, 
the pinnacle of when everything is supposed to be done, done. I'm now just having my heart broken in a major way with the guy that I thought that I was going to marry. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. (laughs) Something is off. I, first of all, I've had my heart broken before, but my, my whole way of healing and I'm using air quotes healing was (laughs) just really going on to another guy, right? I'm going to look for the fulfillment that I thought I could get in that relationship and the healing that I thought I think I need and someone else, someone else is going to make me feel better. And you do that enough times, you realize that you're broken over and over again. And then you just find pieces of your heart just all over the place in a, in such a way, the pieces become so small because they've been broken down so many times that you can't even begin to put it back together yourself and right. no one else can do it either. So I'm like, I turned to God and this is, this was the real turning point of God. I need you. I cannot live like this anymore. I cannot like, apparently I'm looking for someone to fulfill me and it's not happening. And they say you're it. You know, you're the one who's supposed to be able to put me back together. You're the one who's supposed to fulfill me. You're the one. And so I want that. Like, I'm at that point now. I'm like, I want that. And I'm tired of feeling like this. And it's got to be a better way. I don't know what else to do. Even after that relationship ended, I'm still like trying to control the situation. I'm trying to get the guy to talk to me. I'm trying to get him to give me closure. I'm like, if you would just talk to me, I know we can work this out and all these things, but you know, praise be to God, he cut it off (laughs) because he knew what he was doing. Uh, And so that heartbreak is really the thing that drew me all the way in to like a real relationship. I got to know God as my father, as my friend, as my comforter, as my healer, as my provider. Like I got to know him on the deepest level that I never thought was possible that I didn't even know, as you said, like was available to me. Right. Right. And then I finally find healing and wholeness and fulfillment. And I'm like, the, the, the point that I realized I was healed was the point when I realized I feel better. I'm seeing things differently, but my situation has not changed at all, but yet I feel whole. I feel at peace. I have joy. And that's like, oh God, this is what they were talking about. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. I, li- I like this. <laughs> yeah. Like my insides are calm. What is this? What is, what is this? this? I didn't yeah. think that was possible. Totally. You didn't even know to pray for it. Didn't know to pray for it. I didn't. Yeah. I was like, I want to be healed, but I had no idea what healing looked like. Amazing. I want to be whole, but I had no idea what wholeness would look like. So I'm like, God, like, so he blew my mind with that. Amazing. It's amazing. He just, it's almost like a recalibration of the soul. Do you know what I mean? It's like, there's these parts of you, you don't know necessarily where your mind is not renewed or like why you can't process something emotionally or what you've been storing up in your heart. And he just does like a full on heart surgery and then just Mm -hmm. starts (laughs) fixing everything on the inside. And we can't even comprehend it sometimes. Like when we have these massive cries do you know what I mean like the ugly cries and we're like wailing and getting it out we don't even know what's happening right it's not everywhere it's like that's super healing we don't have to know what happened there but it was like years of trauma being broken off your life right or when you're journaling and connecting with him like he's showing you so faithfully and tenderly who he is every single day yes right and that was it's one like thing- changing this desperation in you it's like 
you don't have to go chasing things. You mm. just have to pursue me, right? Yeah. And like all the right things will come. Like it's just what happens. Absolutely. So Absolutely. And that journaling piece was one thing, like, I am so, so grateful that I really got into that practice at that time for so many reasons. Like one, I was able to hear God's voice so clearly, like, and that was something else I did not know I would be able to do. You would hear people say, God said, or I heard God or, you know, what, but I didn't know what that felt like or what that would be like. And so during that season, God spoke to me so clearly. And like, I knew I had this knowing in my spirit that that was him speaking to me. So I would write down the things that he said, God showed me, he basically was telling me about myself. I felt like um, the woman at the well. Yeah, he was telling me all about myself. And so he was just like, I would not let you get married with the heart that you had, because you idolize marriage, you idolize men, and you would never put me first. As long as you had that heart, as long as you had that perspective, you would never put me first. So he showed me that. So he's like, I had to break down the idols so that I could be your God. Now, at the time, I didn't know that he would be taking me anywhere, right? (laughs) But apparently, like now I can see like, oh, he had purpose for me, which is why he had to do this. But he just spoke to me so clearly and he let me know how much he loved me. And I'm like, like, David, who am I that you are mindful of me? You know, and so it's like, I, I, and I still ask myself that question, but I started back then because it's like, wow, I got to see and feel his love so tangibly, like you would almost like you would feel it from a human being that you can see and touch. And so it's like, who am I that you are mindful of me? Oh my God. Like, why would you take time? The creator of the universe, like I bawled in church probably two Sundays ago (laughs) when the song, we sang the song and praise, praise and worship. Um, that says, you know, uh, you own the world, but yet you still want me. And that just hits home whenever I think about that. Like you own the entire universe, yet you still want me. You take time to order my steps and you take time to speak to me and you let me know that you see me and you love me and every little detail of my life you're involved in and you're concerned about the trivial things that I'm concerned about. And I'm like, when you think about that, it's like, wow, like I, I bawled, when I say bawled my eyes out, like I cried so much yes. in church. I could not even stop it when I thought about that. Yeah. I love that you're putting words to this too, because there's, there's nothing like lived experience and a testimony to help people understand what's possible, what's available. Right. But it's God is pursuing you. Like you could never be pursued. Like he never like shifts his gaze. He never turns from you. Like even when, like, that's the part that gets me too. When you think about like the things that we pursue and that we seek, it's like you're running after a job or if you're running after a degree or if you're running after a human, like <laughs> yeah. we run after, like we hard on pursue, like we lock in and go after it. But it's like, have you ever been like that with God yet? You're wanting him to show up and do all of these things for you. And it's like, think about the kind of relationship that that creates, right? Like you even want to be in one like that? Probably not. Like, no. how would you like to be on the receiving end? Right? right. So when I think about that, like I have always found that when I'm having some sort of issue in life, it is mirroring my relationship with God. Mm. Okay. So it's like, oh, if I feel unseen, I'm like, when was the last time you spent time with God? Mm, yes. Right. Like, so yes. when I'm like going and looking for something in the world, like it's directly connected to my relationship with God somehow. Or if mm-hmm. I'm like pushing or like trying to force an outcome, it was like, when was the last time 
that you got wisdom about that and sought wisdom and applied truth to that area of your life. Ooh, like, yes. Like, <laughs> I know, right? Like, it's always a direct correlation. So now it's like, okay, why not start there? Right. Instead of giving yourself like whiplash and like all, <laughs> all these other things, Love it. why don't you start there? Like he has a good plan for you. Will you just seek it? Right. Right. Let alone, I love how you describe it. Like he knows you intimately. He knows your thought. He knows pain that you can't even articulate mm-hmm. that's in your heart. Like things that you can't even give voice to. Like he knows that this, he knows the secret petitions that you don't even pray anymore. Yeah, like these desires that you have that you're like, nah, I just gave up on that and I just put it all the way over here. Mm-hmm. You read it and he's like, oh yeah, remember this thing? And you're like, what on earth? How do you know? <laughs> so it's it's the most blissful, deep, wild adventure of your life when you can have this relationship with God, right? Mm-hmm. And then the privilege I like to say of a lifetime, right? Like you get oh, yes. to be in relationship with the creator of the universe. Like, mm. what else really will do? <laughs> And it's like, after you've experienced that, it's like, you can't go back. Like (laughs) when you come, when you go that deep on that level and you really get into relationship and an intimate relationship, like I didn't know what it was like to build intimacy with God, to know what it's like to, you know, like I got to the point where I'm like, I'm going to watch TV. God, let's go. Like, (laughs) you know, like really getting to that point. And I love, love, love that. And so it's like nothing else. And we get not saying that I never stray or, you know, get to those times where I'm frustrated and things like that. But like you said, when I get to to those moments, I'm just like, okay, why, why am I frustrated about this? Why am I upset about this? Because I've strayed away a little bit and I start looking to worldly things to fulfill me in the way that only God can. So it's like, when you start doing that, then you're going to be frustrated. You're going to be angry. You're going to be bitter. You're going to be all these things because, you know, the emotions are like a barometer. They're like letting you know, they're taking your temperature, so to speak, letting you know that, Hey, something's off. You need to get back into the presence. You need to get back. Like God didn't go anywhere. He's still right here, but we move away sometimes because of circumstances of life and all of these things. But I don't know why we think that it would be so much easier to do it without him. Like we have the answers, right? But we don't, we don't. And so like, I can't tell you how many times I've like, okay, God, I know you love me. And you know, I'm so grateful to have you. And then I'll walk away and try to do things on my own. Yeah. Like what sense does it doesn't even make sense. Well, I mean, I think (laughs) we do it. The sense that I can make of that. It's like, we live in a world that's countercultural to the kingdom, right? So it's like we are wired and programmed to be independent, self-sufficient, high achieving perfectionists that are like miserable, right? And then we wake (laughs) up one day and we're like, I'm miserable. You know what I mean? (laughs) And we're like, what now? And it's like, well, maybe I'll try God. And it's like, yes. Like, (laughs) let me go renew my mind all over again. Right. And that's why renewing the mind is a constant practice. It never stops. It's a lifetime worth because it's like, like you said, we are programmed a certain way. Like we're born into sin. The Bible tells us that, but it's like, you know, and so our minds and our thinking are not the way that God thinks, but we have to have the, to get the mind of Christ. As the Bible says, you have to renew it. 
You have to get in the word. You have to read it. You have to wash out the world and put in the word of God so that when you start making decisions, then you're led by the Holy Spirit. Why? Because you know what the Holy Spirit would say. You know what God would do because you've read his word. And then you can get the promptings and the unctions and the Holy Spirit can now bring to your remembrance what you read. And so you're like, oh, something in my spirit is telling me to make this decision that I should do this or I shouldn't do that. It's like, it, it's not a Holy spirit is not spooky. You know, he's not like, right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he's too many movies, right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) He lives within us. He's a part of us. So, you know, just being able to, to trust that, but you can't trust that if you're not really like spending time connecting with God and in his word and knowing what he expects, what he offers, who he is, his character, like all of that is so important. And so like, I now can say, uh, like Paul said, it was good for me to be afflicted Yes, because that affliction really just brought me to a place in God that now, you know, I can have a level of faith to trust that even though this situation is not looking like what I want or what I envisioned it should look like that God will work it out regardless of what the outcome is. He's always working it together for my good and not for my good from what I can see with my earthly eyes, my good for eternal glory. So good. So So good. And it's setting our sights on greater things. Like I love, you just downloaded so much, right? So the one thing I'm getting an image of like taking a shower for your soul, right? Like, Mm. just like you're thinking about like taking a physical shower, you wouldn't think twice. Like it's just part of your daily hygiene, but like your soul needs that, right? Mm. Like your soul is not living in agreement with the spirit of God, right? It's soulish. It is fleshly. It is carnal, right? It's going to drive you to all of these things that do not serve you when left unchecked. That's just going to happen, right? But when you refresh it and you take a shower, like all those things start happening, right? The eyes of your understanding enlighten, you start balancing and stabilizing your emotions, you're purifying your heart, you're getting vision for your future. God starts to show you who you are. He's revealing the purpose that he has for your life. And you weren't living with any of those things before, right? You're trying to like go self-discover who you are and take all the personality assessments that you can. You're trying to like please all the humans and make sure they're happy. Like you are going on a full on mission to miserable. Mm, You're doing miserable, right? But he just does like, and it's little, I have found it's little efforts, which are huge returns with him. Yes. Right. It's like, I gave you like 15 minutes and like, you just like maximize my entire day. And I live like three days in one, like it doesn't make any sense, but like, that's just what happened here. Right. Or he will orchestrate something that you just read about in your time with him or something. Mm. And you'll have it his presence throughout your entire day. And you're like, what on earth? And like, why? But like, we've got to know that it happens. Like one, you're programmed to op- operate the way the world does. Two, mm-hmm. the enemy, right? He's known as like the little king of the world, right? So it's yes. like, we are partnering with him by default when we don't choose God. Mm. Right? You're right. You're so, so right. The thing. It's like, when you know that there's basically like two agendas working against you it's like it's on me then to get strong and actually have authority right to figure out how to mature into that and then also to grow up in God like I like to think that we we really do like that's our mission when we come into relationship with God it's a growing up mission Mm -hmm. yeah growing and maturing in love and like his mission 
You know what I mean? And yeah. that's why we have to submit to it. It doesn't happen naturally. We've got to get under that so that we can understand it. Right. Like I think about truth. What is the truth that you stand under? Mm, what yeah. is literally influencing and guiding your life? And it's like, we don't seek it. It doesn't get in there. Right. You're right. Oh my God. That's so good. That is so good. And you know, you're so right about that. Like the truth, like we do have to seek it. It's so, it's so up to us because, you know, think about a book, the greatest story ever written, any book you can think of, but if you never open the book, right. You never know how good the story is. You never know how good the story is. And so that's what it reminds me of. Metaphor with God, right? Like he has your whole story, right? Yeah good plans for you planned in advance that you might walk in them. Like every time you seek him, he downloads more of your story to you. Yes. Right. Yes. Like, like and- <laughs> eating your book with God every day, if you choose. And it's like, wouldn't you want to go do that? It's like when you read somebody else's diary kind of thing, like that's the Bible, right? Like you can be yeah. like a scoop up in there, you know, like, what does God think about me? Let me go see what he thinks about when I'm not around. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. I love that. I love that. And let me tell you, I was like, anybody who doesn't like to read the Bible, I'm like, you obviously have not even tried to pick it up or you picked it up at a place when they were like doing genealogies or something. But I'm telling you, the stories of the Bible are unmatched. Okay. (laughs) You only read Chronicles and got stuck is what happened. Right. You got stuck. You read, you started in the wrong place. (laughs) So it's like, to me, when I actually, because I set out at one point just to read the whole Bible, like I just kind of wanted to read from Genesis to Revelation. And I did, I think I did it twice, like once more on audio, but like I I wanted to actually read because I wanted to know what was all in there. Now that when you're reading it like that, you're not really digesting, but I kind of wanted to have an idea of what was in there. And when I got to some of those things, I had never heard some of those stories before. And I was just like, oh my God, (laughs) like, you know, it's better than any drama you could watch or read. But, you know, you it, it's all those things, but it's just so much of getting to see the glory of God. And like one of my favorite things in the Bible, something again, like if I had never done that, I would have never known about. But one of my favorite accounts in the Bible is about uh, Joshua when they were fighting this battle and, he, you know, they were winning, but the sun was going down. And back then the um, the custom was that, you know, you stop battle at sunset. So he was like, you know, no, we are going to pursue our enemies and we're going to like kill every one of them today. There's none of them are getting away. So he's like, may the sun stand still in the sky, right? He commands the sun to stand still in the sky and God made the sun stand still in the sky for Joshua and they pursued their enemies and they killed every one of them. Not one of them got away. And in the Bible, they said there was never a day like that before and never again. But it's just like, because his relationship with God was just so intimate. He knew him so well that he knew if he commanded it, that God would come through in the moment. I mean, because this wasn't something that he was able to, you know, go and fast for and pray for days or weeks about it. No, he's in the middle of battle. And he's like, God made the, you know, make the sun stand still in the sky. And it's like, and it did. And it's like, we have to, you know, like, that's the place where I want to be. Yeah, that's where I want to be. I want to be able to be in the middle of battle and be able to command the thing to be and it be what I said in the name of Jesus, you know, like that's the goal, right? Like I, and so like that, I was like, that became just such a, a goal and inspiration for me. And I'm like, that's like one of my favorite accounts in the Bible that I love to read. And so I'm like, always encourage people, go find your thing. The thing that inspires you to go deeper with God, it's in there. It's in that Bible. Yes. 
I love, I have, um, so I made a garage gym conveniently before the pandemic. I'm like, well, thank you God for that wisdom. <laughs> right? right? <laughs> like, that's amazing. So I made a garage gym and I like put my huge mission on there. So I'm like programming it into my being all the time. And one of the verses that's the anchor vo- verse is that they that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Mm. Right. So I'm like, man, that's my drive. Like, I want to know you more every single day and I want to do exploits with you. Like, it's so fun to partner with God because you win, right? Like, (laughs) you win every every time. time. Every time. So it's like, you don't have to know how or when, you just know that that's happening and you get to be a part of that, right? Like, you're on the winning team, right? So it's like, it's really fun to start thinking about what do those exploits mean for me and who I'm connected to. Right. Like that amps me up. I'm like, okay, let's work <laughs> out. Like <laughs> who are we getting strong for? Right. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just an interesting thought, but I love that. It's like, we are designed to be doing hard things. One. So mm-hmm. anybody that thinks like, why is it so hard? Like, that's just part of it. That's you're what you're designed for. <laughs> yes. Right. So it's like, you, it's how your potential is being activated, right? It's how your authority is being used and it's how you get ready for these exploits, right? Like you don't mm. just get thrown into one and think you're going to yeah. win. That's not how that works, right? Like you grow and mature in this thing. So I love finding these verses that totally relate with you. Like I, I just did an interview where we talked about having a spiritual battle strategy. Uh-huh. And it's like, think about that. Like you actually do have a spiritual battle strategy for everything in your life. So whether that is your business, whether that's your relationship, whether that's with your kids, like there is a battle strategy for that, right? Mm-hmm. Reason being the enemy has an agenda. God always has a plan. Yes. Right. Yes. You will be overwhelmed by the agenda and by the attacks <laughs> if you don't have the plan. The plan. Yes. Right. That's and so good. then God will keep downloading to you is the word I like to use. He just literally is giving you information that you couldn't know on your own. You get like this mm-hmm. secret intel. You're in the secret service for the kingdom kind of right. <laughs> Love so he's it. giving you <laughs> this intel to fight these battles. He's giving you things that you couldn't know on your own right? He's protecting you. Like there's mm-hmm. some things that we've been protected from just from listening and obeying his word. Yeah. Taking yeah. us out, totally crushed us. Right. Like, and he's given us this guidance and it's like, there is somebody in your life in God that is holding and maintaining your lot and wants the highest good for you. Mm. Yeah. Right. Yes. trained as humans to run from that. But if you like actually apply it to your life, that's when it becomes real to you. And I think that's the difference. Like you don't just go read the Bible to check it off. Like you're to do a listo, right? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. You go and get in there and take the truth that you need for that day. Absolutely. Right? Or you like get a, a revelation, like some sort of nugget, like God gives you this word that you could not get that shift of perception on your own. Like he just changes the game. And this happens mm-hmm. every time you meet with him, something changes in you. Yeah, that you're so right. And two things that you said that I wanted to comment on, one about the being on the winning team. Yes. And one thing I wanted to say about that was that, you know, because I know some people get really, many people get really discouraged because they're like, you know, but I failed at that or it didn't work out. And so they feel like they didn't win. Yes. But let me tell you, if you failed, quote unquote fail right you're in the middle you're yeah. not at the end because you in god you're always winning so if it didn't work out then it wasn't supposed to work out and there's still more to come and you're going to see the goodness of god here in the land uh, of the living i love to declare that that's from um psalms like i david said 
I would have lost heart unless I believed I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And so when things were not looking like I wanted them to look, I'm like, oh no, we're not finished. We're not done. This is not over. I'm going to see your goodness. I'm going to see your glory in this situation. And I always do. And so like now I'm like things that have not yet come to pass. I'm like, it's just not over yet. Yeah. It's not over yet. We're still going. And then the set, I'm trying to think about the second thing that you said, oh, about the, oh, reading the Bible and not just checking it off the list. And like some people I want to encourage because maybe at the beginning of their journey, it may be a check on the list for you, but get in that habit and let that habit turn into a desire, like get in the habit of reading the word and then, but pray and ask God to make you desire that thing. And there's, to me, I feel like there's nothing wrong with asking God to make you desire that because yeah. it's our flesh does not desire to sit down and read the Bible. Yeah, you, can, <laughs> our again, you can pray for that. Like, yes, that's really. what it says. God shows up strong in your weakness, right? So if you can even admit, like, I don't even have a desire or a willingness, God help me to desire and be willing to seek you and, and to know your word and live your word. Yes. And then watch what it'll start doing. All of a sudden you're like, I'm up before I am. What's happening? Right. Like yes, yes. <laughs> I'm journaling and I never wrote <laughs> a journal in my life. Right. Like it's crazy, but you can literally pray these things. You don't have to accept that. Oh, I just don't feel like it. Or like, no, I don't have the desire. It's like, okay, but do you want to transform your life? Because that's mm-hmm. a serious thing. Right. Yes. So good. I love yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I love, and I'm even thinking too, it's like, whenever you are practicing a habit, it is so hard in the beginning. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's like, you got to like set aside time for it. You got to schedule it. You got to show up to it. And you're like, you know, you don't even have the emotional commitment yet and you're <laughs> doing it. And then it's just a part of your lifestyle. Right. Right. When you think about it, right. We're new creations learning how to be a new creation. Mm, that's a good creation lifestyle, right? It's like, you weren't in abundant life before, but now you are. So how do you operate in that? That is so good. Just think about it's, it's almost like starting a new job, you know, you're like, well, okay, now what do I do here? (laughs) You're just sitting around like, I got to just read the manual. Okay. Grab your Bible. That's your manual. Start reading. (laughs) And that time comes, you'll learn how to apply this to your life. Right. (laughs) Surround yourself with other people, get in community. I think that's one of the best things to do is get around people that do believe because them sharing your stories, like even listening to our conversation, like it's doing something in your spirit right? It's starting to build faith. It's starting to increase expectancy. It's starting to inspire you into relationship with God that maybe wasn't there before. Like it's Mm -hmm. confirming something that God already revealed to you. So when you're around people, you get different feedback, especially when you're around believers versus an unbeliever, you get different conversation and you're pointed to different places, right? So it's like, I like to think about that now. I'm like, it's not pointing me to God. Where are we going? And (sighs) Right. Like, I don't don't want to go in a sermon. Like, where where are we going? Like, this is like entertainment and all sorts of like cool stuff happening. But like, I don't see or hear God in this. Right. Right. So right. right. Like, I gotta, I gotta be able to have the sermon to be like, "Mm, this isn't pointing me in the right place. What am I going to do with that? It's not even, and then you have to have the doing is on them, but like how I receive it is on me and apply it is on me. And then when you're able to discern that, and that, so then you have to have the power to walk away. Yes. To turn, you know, you have to have the power to be like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to compromise 
my faith and my walk. And I'm not going to compromise. I'm I'm on this journey. And I to me, it's more important to reach this destination yes. than to have like this one day of fun or one night of fun or a turn yes. to do these things with you. That's going to take me away. Because yes, if your friends or whatever you're involved with, and an unbeliever, they're going to say, oh, it's not a big deal. You know, it's not a big deal. Oh, you can miss church this one time, or you can, you know, you can do this one thing one time. That's how it always starts. You can do it one time. But then when you do it one time, your flesh kind of likes how that feels. (laughs) It likes the taste and it wants it again. And so the flesh starts, when you feed the flesh, the flesh starts to overpower the spirit because when you feed the flesh, it gets stronger. Totally. That's even how every single addiction starts. It starts, mm-hmm. let me just try this. One time. Let me, let me look for this shortcut. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it becomes stronger than you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you can't, you can't hunt, you can't handle it. You, no. it outgrows you. Yeah. So now you have, it's leading you. You're not leading it anymore. It's yeah. leading you. And yeah. so now you find yourself in this compromising position, doing all the things that you said you would never do that you walked away from that you left behind. And you're like, Oh, what, like, what do I do with this now? Because it's, it's stronger than you, you know? Yeah. You're out there like Jonah, Lord, help, help me. (laughs) He's like, you done yet? Do I need to send another whale? like help yeah. <laughs> it's dark in here I don't like how it feels I don't like yeah. how it smells I can barely breathe in here but that's so like God I help. know we're laughing but it is such a good point because we have to invite God in yes right like there are moments where God does step in but in general when it comes to committing our life to him right and and living a lifestyle of humility of obedience of like walking into good things that he's planned right? That lifestyle is one that we choose. God never commands us to do that or forces it on us or demands that kind of behavior, like a controlling relationship. Like he's very much a gentleman in that way. Like he will invite you into it, but you have to choose it and you have to keep asking and seeking and knocking, right? Like you won't just do things without you. And I think we miss that. Well, I'm just waiting on God. Well, you're going to be waiting. (laughs) God's waiting on you. Like this is, that's what's happening. So in, in most conditions where people, yeah. that, that is true. Right. So I feel like that's so important. Like a lot of the, the keys for the kingdom that unlock promises, mm, they're voice yeah. activated. Yeah. Right? Like oh you have gosh. to speak them. <laughs> I, I was just, I, I journaled about that probably uh, late last week about the keys so to good. the kingdom. And I was just like, you know, it's in our voice. We have to speak. We have yeah. to, he's given us the power to bind and loose things. Yes. So I'm like, I'm in, I'm in my journal. I'm like, I'm binding this up and binding this up and I'm yes. loosing this and loosing that. And it's like, that's the key that yes. Jesus, like, he came and he gave us the keys and that's the key. So open your mouth yeah. and yeah. start declaring some things over your life and not, like, no words alone won't do it. But as you like it, the revelation I was getting was like, you know, as we start declaring these things, we're in a spiritual warfare. And so the things that you feel are happening to you in the physical yeah. is really the enemy behind the scenes in the spiritual yeah. realm, pulling his strings. So when yeah. you start binding things and loosing things, then the angels go to work for you and they yeah. bind it as the Bible says, they bind it in heaven. They yeah. bind it in the spiritual realm. Yeah. So then, then you start seeing things change in your physical realm because things are happening in the spiritual. So oh, then you start loosing things and then you're like, man, the things that I've said are they starting to come to pass. I'm having more peace. I'm having more joy. Like I'm, I'm, I'm getting stronger because yeah. if you loose those things out of your mouth, then again, the angels are going to work for you so good that we don't fight against flesh and blood. 
So the Bible says that we don't. And so I'm like, yeah. So God was like giving me that revelation. Like, come on, like you, you know this. And I'm like, I do know this. Let me get to it. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me too, like, because obviously it's clear that when you're in relationship with God, it just consumes you in the best way, right? You become full of the spirit, not full of yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So good. So how did he lead you into purpose and what you're doing today? What what has that been like, right? Because it's almost like he heals you, he restores you, and then he almost like starts downloading your hope for the future, like your vision for the future and kind of like starts drawing you into it, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, what has that been like for you when it comes to purpose? It has been an, an amazing journey. Yeah. <laughs> and what I would say is like, you know, again, I talk about that talked about the big heartbreak that kind of like led to my relationship with God and everything. And so I had the illusion back then that he was doing that for me. Yeah. And yeah, it was for me, (laughs) but it was not just for me. You know, I had the illusion that it was for me. And then I started to think, I'm like, okay, you know, it's for my husband and my family and my future generations. And yeah, all that's true still, but God has a much bigger purpose in mind for the healing that he did. And so my purpose that he's driving me into now is to help other women to heal from heartbreak, just like I did and to do it with him. And so, you know, the world will definitely offer ways of healing. Okay. And, but it typically does not last. It doesn't produce fruit. It produces more death than anything and more brokenness. And so God is like for true healing, like they need to partner with me and let me come in fulfill them, fill the voids, you know, put the broken pieces of their hearts back together. And I think because a lot of women, they hear these things, but they don't think it's possible. And so he's challenged me to tell my story, tell my testimony, and then teach, you know, and instruct women on how to actually like give them real, like give them the word, then give them real tools and practical tips on how to do this. So he's shown me, you know, like after I, I, I went through that heartbreak and all that stuff and God did an amazing work in me. And then like, but within like a year I wasn't married. And so it was like, you know, from there, you know, um, God's like, okay, I, I'm, I'm thinking I need to tell my story. I felt that unction and I wasn't sure how to do it. And I tried different things. I tried to blog. I tried to yeah. do a YouTube channel and those things never really took off. And then God was like, he finally downloaded to me. You're going to write this book. And so I wrote a 365 day devotional called Goodbye Heartbreak, Hello Purpose. And it really takes women through a journey of healing to purpose. And so, and it was like, you know, I'm literally like writing on the page, like, oh my God, like I am in like literally in the moment functioning in my purpose that God had designed for me a long time ago a long time ago, I am finally walking in it. And then from there, he was like, you know, you're going to create this podcast and crazy me, it takes a moment for things to kind of sink in. But he was like, telling me I'm going to create a podcast. So I go off. I'm like, I take it. And I'm like, thank you, God. And then I go off and try to do my own thing with it. Yeah. And he's like, you know, I'm thinking I'm going to call it one thing. And I'm going to talk about this and that. And he's like, no, 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 no. You're so when I got still, he was like, you're going to help. He's like, did I not tell you this with the book? Like we had, we had the whole thing worked out. Like we're going. It was like, <laughs> God, pump, pump the brakes. We are helping women heal from heartbreak. And I'm like, God, how how much can I do? Like how much can I talk about heartbreak, healing from heartbreak? You know, a book is one thing. It's it's like one piece of work that everybody, you know, is going to just keep reproducing, so to speak. But a podcast, I need fresh content. 
every week, every however often I'm going to yeah. publish a, a So I'm like, I don't have enough to talk about about this. Yeah. I'm over 100 episodes, just a little bit over a year. We're over 100 episodes and we still haven't run out of content yet. I know. <laughs> because that god was like watch me work (laughs) but it was just amazing to see like all these things come to pass because I never ever ever thought that I would be an author be a podcast host like I never thought like my podcast has been listened to in over 100 countries at this point like who that that was not on my one wasn't on my bucket list (laughs) and two I never thought that I could do that. I never thought I was good enough to do anything like that. I didn't think I was like, who had purpose for me like that, but God, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I think it's such a good point. It's like, we are so limited in our view of what's possible, right? Like God always starts at impossible. That's how you know that the vision or the purpose is from him. You're like, I have no zero clue how that would ever happen. He's like, hello, that's why I'm here. Right. right? <laughs> he like walks you into it like gradually every day, but like, that's, that's the journey. Like, and it changes, like he keeps building it season mm-hmm. by season, right? Cause he's been building you and that will always be the main thing right? Because he, he cares more about you than your purpose, right? right? But he will keep building you and helping you access more and more of this purpose. Like it's still beyond what you're doing now, right? Which seems crazy, but like, that's true. Yeah. It's so yeah. true. It's like, that's and one he cares. of the reasons like for you too, like it didn't fully unlock until you knew him, which I feel like is a really good point. Just like you can oh, yeah. heal your heart with him. And I totally, that's how I came to know God. So I totally partner with you in that. And I agree. And I think it's so interesting, but it's, you can only know your identity in him, your purpose in him, right? Your mm-hmm. eternity in him. Hello. Just like all <laughs> major life things. But I'm curious too, like when it comes to purpose and knowing God, right? Like how has that journey continued to evolve? And like, what is he getting you excited about now for the future? <laughs> you know, it has been it's evolved. It, it started with the book and I thought the book was going to be all it was. And then the podcast and I thought the, then I was like, okay, book and podcast. And I thought that was going to be it, but he's, you know, it's evolved into a business, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so just trying to see where he's taking it um, from there, because I'm like, you know, I got the chance, like this past weekend, I had a, an event that I went to where it was like a pop-up kind of event where they had like this whole conference type deal with speakers and demonstrations and all type of things happening. But then they also had vendors. And yeah. so um, I was a vendor at this event and I got to speak to so many women and tell my story to so many women. And it was just like, just, I was like, God, this he stirred up something in me at that moment because he's like, oh yeah, I got something else in store for you. You're speaking to these women one-on-one right now in person, but it's it's going to evolve from there. And yeah. so, but it was just like to hear uh, one young lady tell me, she said, um, you know, we buy books online and stuff like that. And we don't know who we're buying from. And she said, but it was so amazing to be able to talk to you. You wrote this book and she's like, I got to talk to you. You told me your story. And she's like, we have so much in common. And she was like, I was like, I was definitely going to buy your book. And so she bought it and she left and she, then she comes back with another young lady and she's like, hi, I'm here to buy your book. I just heard all about it from, you know, so-and-so. And she's like, I just, I want it right now. And so I was like, oh. so she like purchased the book without oh me even God. talking to her. 
And she was like, and I said, oh, you guys are friends. And she was like, nope, we just met. But she told me all about your book. And oh so just to see God like move, because I, I often felt like, God, who's going to buy this? Who's going to read this? And he's like, I have this all planned out. I have it all planned out. So he has me really excited about what's to come as far as like, you know, he's within the last couple of days, actually, he's given me vision about like conferences and, you know, retreat types of and speaking like, and I'm like, oh God, like, ooh, scary. (laughs) It's scary. I'm like, I don't know anything about putting together a conference. I have no idea. But I'm like, if you brought me through and showed me how to write a book, publish a book and start a podcast and all those things that I didn't think I can do before, then I believe and trust that you will show me how to do this too. It's scary still, but I'm going to trust you to do it, to bring it to pass in in your perfect timing. And, you know, like he's given me, you know, you gave me a little nugget last time we (laughs) talked. And so, you know, I'm going to run with that. And I feel like he's just like, take the next step. He keeps telling me, take the next step. So I'm really excited because like, I want to be able to work with these women now. Like I want to pour into them because I see, like I was able to see the feedback of how it's affecting women's lives and how much they need it. So I was just like, all right, I'm I'm down. Let's go. Let's go, God. I'm ready for the ride. I love this. There's so many like fun things to highlight here. So one, it's like, I'm reminded of the importance of having good people in your court, right? One nugget, one strategy, one download from God, right? Mm-hmm. From somebody connected to God can change your entire future, right? So yes. having right people connected to you, I think is super important. I think another thing is, is it's always beyond you, right? I was talking about how we can use our pain as fuel. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like when you recognize, okay, if I like me getting through this sometimes isn't even for me. Like it's for like hundreds of thousands of people that are like literally going to be stuck in heartbreak or addiction or all these other things or, or circle the mountain again and more trauma and pain and not showing up. Right. right. Me not getting through is limiting other people, not just me. Right. So it's like, right. let alone when you have kids too, like you're modeling a very different option, right? Like that is a generational curse breaking thing. Right. And a lot of times those are broken in action. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Right. It's not like you just get the instant deliverance. It's like, you got to walk that thing out. Right. <laughs> you got to yeah. live it. Right. So it's yes. so huge. And then you think about like, what's at stake. So if, if you ever get stuck about thinking like, who am I to do this? It's like, write down the power of all the transformations that you've had in your life mm. and how they've changed your life. Right. Like you get to now go unleash that or loose that for other people. It's like, what would that be worth to you? Hello. Like, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just, just that, like, what, can you think about that? Like, so to me, whenever I find, cause it's a very human thing to do. Like when you get into these like self spirals of some sort, right. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, no, no. Like it is always beyond you and it's connected to people. Like we are in the darkest times ever right now. There's mm-hmm. so many people that need the light. They're going to go to so many different places to go find it. You right. can help. Like we need you on assignment, right? The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are are few. You better get into your labor position, right? (laughs) You go, that's so good. Right. Again, like not everybody is equipped to release breakthrough or to serve people well, especially, and you know, like when your, your heart is broken and you're super vulnerable, if you interact with the wrong person, they can crush you even more. Oh my God. Yes. You're so right about that. And that's what's at stake. It's like, I have this visual of like, okay, you have your heart like this, it's like in your hands, right? And you give it to all these people. They drop it, they stomp on it, 
they crush it. Like they do so many things. And it's like only when you like take your heart back and you actually put it into God's hands, do things start recalibrating the way they need to yes. and you know if anybody else is worthy of even getting access to it. But we just go like throwing it out there and expect ourselves to function. It's like out of your heart flow all of the issues of, issues life. of life. Yes. If your heart is traumatized or in the wrong hands or you refuse to heal. Life doesn't get better. It gets worse. It gets worse. And I love that you have this opinion. I was thinking about this earlier, not opinion, but position, right? Like you can come at it from psychology, but that isn't the only answer. Right. Right. Yeah. Like you can literally like start renewing your mind and doing all of that, or we can medicate the problem in a lot of ways by like just doing healthy habits even, right? But you're mm -hmm. still not getting to your heart issue. And I exactly. you start at the heart, the other stuff you can't fix. I like the, the, I love how, you know, we always think that um, God and, you know, his, his word and everything is so distant from science, but, you know, I'm like, it, it really is intertwined because I'm like, when we talk about renewing the mind, you are actually creating new neural pathways in yeah. your mind. So that, that neural pathway in your mind, which God created, right. It allows you to start thinking differently. It's, yeah. it is science, but it's also yeah. spiritual, right? It, because the, the science is actually backing up the spiritual, not the other way around, yeah. right? So okay. it's like renew your mind because you're now going to physically have new neural pathways that thinks the way that God wants you to think. Yeah. And those other pathways will then yeah. shrink and disappear the more that you starve them, so to speak. And then you are now having a what mind of Christ yes. and you're able to walk according to the word of God and the will of God. So yes. it's like, it, it's not, again, it's, it's not this big spiritual thing. It's, it's it literally simple. walking it, it out. Yeah. It's walking it out in your everyday life. It's living it out every day, just and by what you, where you naturally are. do. Like when you were giving the example of, okay, God removed that relationship, but now you're like, who am I healthy in relationship, right? Like, I know how to be broken in relationship or traumatized or hard. You know what I mean? Like, I know how to be that version of you, but like, who am I as like a healthy human that here's some not in relationship? Like, I don't know her. Don't know. Right? Like that, that's now your new spiritual growth strategy. That's yeah. now how God is going to grow you up and mature you. He's going to help you be a woman that knows who she is and that knows the love that she is worthy and deserving of, period. Yes. Nothing less will do, right? But it's Nothing like, until less. you go on that journey with him, you you will likely encounter relationships that mirror what you've had. Oh, God, yes. Right? Like, different <laughs> yes. human, same story. Like, <laughs> And you go out there with your sick heart and with your, you know, yes. the brain thinking the way that it does, that's not renewed by the word of God. Yes. And then you're like, well, I'm going to choose something different this time did that. And, um, it was worse. Yeah. It's worse. You don't think it could be worse. That's the craziest part. It worse. Like, it it was worse. worse than what I went through. And it's like, oh yeah, it gets way worse actually. Like keep it going. It can get worse. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I thought, I thought I knew something, but it turns out I knew absolutely nothing. That's it. That's it. And, and then that actually is your power position. People don't think that this is true, but it's like, when we admit what we don't know, that's the perfect place for God to give us his wisdom, his truth, what he knows. Yeah. Right. I don't want to know what I know. I want to know what he knows. Exactly. And exactly. flow in that. Exactly. Right. Like <laughs> I haven't I, had much luck right. with what I know alone. Yes. <laughs> 
I'm okay not knowing. Like you tell right. me what I need to know and then help me walk in that. Yeah. That works better for me personally, right? Like after you've tried to be the know-it-all, you've tried to figure out your whole life and you've seen how that goes. It's like, there's another option. Will you choose it? Because if not, yeah. then you can go do that again. You can go around that mountain one more time. Do it. Take another <laughs> lap. <laughs> but what I love so much about God is like, no matter how many times we go around the mountain without him and yeah. he watches us just like, you know, I, I love having kids because it definitely makes me look at my relationship with God differently. I love I'm like, that. I'm going to watch you do this one more time. And yeah. I'm like, are you ready for me to help you now? And they're like, yeah, <laughs> with their yeah. head hung a like, little low, and they're like, "Please, mommy, help me." I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> let me come help you." And I feel like a God does the same thing. He's like sitting there watching us make ourselves dizzy, going around this mountain one oh, more true. time. And he's like, "You ready?" And we're like, "No, not yet." And we go around it one more time, and it's like, "You, you ready this time?" And but as a good father, he he's patient, and okay. even though we've turned away and we've done things our own way, he still welcomes us with open arms when we're ready. Okay. When we're ready, when we're ready to say yes, when we're ready to partner with him, when we're ready to surrender, when we're ready to invite him in, he's like, sure. And he, yeah. and he remembers our sins no more. We, I'm, I'm sorry, God, forgive me. Yeah. And guess what? It, it's done. Yeah. It doesn't mean you don't have consequences oh. for the sins. Right. But he doesn't, he's not holding it against you. He's okay. not throwing it in your face. He's okay. a good father like that. He just loves on you from there on out. And he's like, I'm going to give you grace to handle whatever consequences come about. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And from there too, he helps you really. Like, I love that you're highlighting this. He's teaching you how to love you also, mm -hmm. right? Like, because you're changed by his response to you, by his love and his outpouring of love where you would have punish somebody else if they had done that thing or shamed them or you know what I mean like something yeah. right like God doesn't do that and that mercy is what overwhelms your heart and you're like whoa like I had no idea how to love like that or show up like that and then you start looking at yourself without your shame glasses on yeah right and then you can start being your best friend versus a bully and that's a huge deal it's like your mm. whole life when you were just like punishing yourself and beating yourself up like no wonder you go into relationships that look like that. Mm, well, Hello. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> right. No wonder, like, you know, you're, you're trying to control all these outcomes, right? Cause you think that that's what it looks like, but love doesn't do that. Hmm. Right. And so like when you allow God to invade your heart and start working with you, you start getting changed in your heart. Like it's beyond mm -hmm. just renewing your mind. Cause when your heart changes, the mind starts changing on its yes. own. Right. Yes. It's a very natural thing. And your emotions stabilize in the process. Thank God. Right? Think about <laughs> it. If you're not looking at yourself from a place of shame. Then you can feel something without that being bad. Yes, absolutely. Right? You're not wrong. Like nothing has gone wrong here. You can feel this and now actually heal it and learn from it. Yes. Right. God slows us down. That's why we hate be still and know. We, <laughs> we hate it. Right. But when he gets you that still, he's like, okay. Right now we're on to something and now I can do this work in you and now you can move. Cause when you think about like Jesus, right? He never ran anywhere. Do you ever read like Jesus took ran? his time? Like, Boy, Lazarus like, was mad. Like, he was just <laughs> casually walking his way. Even when he had to do something important, he was taking his time. So it's like, what does that tell you about God's pace? It, it, you know, it, it, it just when it, <laughs> it took his time getting to Lazarus and Lazarus died <laughs> and he's right. like but when they came and told him about it he's like oh this sickness is not unto death and he just went and stayed what they said two more days oh 
And then it's like, you know, but when he got back, resurrection. Yeah. yeah. He in the in the moment. I mean, like nothing he took because time is irrelevant to yeah. God. And I think in, you know, and we live by time. So we're rushed by it. We're given anxiety about it. It's not happening when I want it to. I should be further along right now. And we're just like beating ourselves up. We're shaming ourselves. We're making ourselves so anxious. And I mean, it's reflected in every area of our lives as bad fruit whenever we do that. And then it's like, but God comes in and he's like, if you would have just waited on me and like you said, had been still, (laughs) you could have saved yourself some of this bad fruit hanging from your tree, but that's okay. We got to go ahead and prune that off. You know, we're going to take that off and now you're good. You know, it's going to hurt a little bit. Yeah. But you're gonna be. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna yeah. be fine. Yeah, so I agree. Be still. Be still. Be still. And be know. still. I mean, things really like the best things come from stillness, right? Like, think about your greatest God ideas. Think about like your most powerful healing moments. Think about your most like wild revelations or perspective shifts that you've gotten. They've come when you're still. You know what I mean? Like they can't actually get to you when you're going like however many miles an hour in a direction that you don't even know why you're going in, right? Like you can't receive from that, right? Think about receiving. If you're not an open container, like what can get in you, honestly? Nothing, right? Or what's going to flow out of you? Well, whatever you're keeping bottled up in there is going to come out. (laughs) So it's like, let God purify you. Let him actually have this work going on all the time, right? Like you take showers daily. Like, <laughs> do you know what yes. I mean? Hygiene. Yes. <laughs> yes. And you think about, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to go somewhere dirty, smelly or anything like that. Yet oh. you willing to do that spiritually, you know, because you won't bathe in the word. You won't bathe in his presence, you know, the things that will cleanse us of the sin of the unrighteousness of the wrong way of thinking. So it's like you go around giving off this stench, so to speak, spiritually, you know, like vibe, it's a vibe, vibe. uh, but it's not a God vibe, you know? You're definitely vibe. speaking vibes over here because they don't lie. That is for sure. So you're giving off this vibe. And so when you give off a vibe, then what you attract is the, the vibe you're giving off. So if you're giving off a stench, you go attract somebody who also has a stench, you know? And then it's like, you're, but that's not the kind of person I wanted. How did I end up with this person? Well, it's because the vibe you gave off, yeah. you know? You were a match for it. So, cause I mean, when you think about a vibe, right? Like it's literally, everything is vibration. Your thoughts are vibrating. Your emotions are vibrating. Your heart has a vibration and a rhythm to it. God does, right? So it's like, what are God's thoughts? What are his what are character qualities, right? Are you literally activating and living from those every day, right? It's more about your being, not your doing. You know what I mean? Like, are yeah. you being his peace right now? Because if you're not, like, you're not just going to flow in that today. Right. You know what I mean? Are you being the joy? Are you activating that so that you can be strong and courageous as you face your life? Because if not, like, whatever the enemy tries to bring in, he'll bring it, will take you out. Yeah. It's like the weirdest thing and you lose your whole mind. And let people know about it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. put their cart back and you like let loose on them, right? Like <laughs> when you're not walking like in your armor and like literally vibing with God, tracking with him and all you think, say, and do, who literally do you think you're giving glory to? It hmm. ain't. There you go. It ain't. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my God. I love, I have to hear. So I ask this question all the time. People know now they're always like, hmm? you know, when I bring it up, it's not painful, but it's a good one. So many, many years from now, when you're transitioning to eternity, right? You can't take everything that you've built here. So your books, your podcasts, all this, the events that you do, all that stuff, like it can't stay. But what you can give is one piece of advice. What would you tell people? Ooh, wow. <laughs> one it gets you, it like sneaks up on you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You have me talking about so many other things. I'm like, now I didn't have a chance to think about that. <laughs> That's why we do it at the end. So people, people train for this now. They're like, does she ask everyone? Is she going to ask me that? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't prepared. Okay. So one piece of advice at the end of my life, as I go, oh my God. Oh, I guess it would have to be, I don't know if I would say I think I would just say to pursue God with every part of you, pursue him, Yeah, pursue him. I love that. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> the, what this does too, by the way, is it helps you own your mission, right? Mm -hmm. So like mine would be God's vibes matter. That's what I would tell people, right? Mm. Like there's going to be so many other vibes that are out there and you can feel it. Like to me, it's like the spiritual is more real than the natural. So you mm, yeah. better be awake to that right? That's, that's going to be what allows you to thrive in a world that's dying, right? Mm -hmm. You've mm -hmm. got to be spiritually awake. So that's the whole like vibe piece, but it's also like not all vibes matter, but God's do. So it's like, can you find God no matter where you are? Yes. How do you start doing that? Because the answer probably at first is no, but then how do you start realizing God and finding God everywhere? Right. And you can't get any closer than living on the inside of you. Right. But it's like, how <laughs> with God right yeah and so that you're literally his hands and feet in the world like you're literally an expression of him right I like to say if people are getting me I failed them mm. yes right wow. like they should be getting a God encounter not me yes yes like it's about me I did not serve them but it's like in a world that is so like platform brand you know like self-inflated can you find God mm. And can you recognize who knows God and who doesn't? Because without that, again, like it, it doesn't get better if you can't answer that. You know You're what so I mean? Right. You're but so right. That, that literally, God's vibes, like that's where that came from for me personally. But it was thinking deeply about what matters most out of everything that I could pursue, out of everything that I could do, out of like all the impact that I could have, like what matters most, what truly serves people at the highest level. And that's what and I'm going to dedicate myself to, right? And so, like, it's the same for you. Yeah, as I said, that's that's exactly what I thought about. Was you know, I was like, what can I say? What can I say? But it's like pursue him, like at all costs. Like, uh, I think it's in Hebrews. It says, strip off the weights that so easily besets us, and you know, we have to focus on the joy that's set before us. So, if you want the joy that's set before you, then you have to pursue God at all costs. And so, this world is not our home. We're just traveling through. And so, but it will offer you all kinds of things to get you off of your path that you, that God has for you. But if you dedicate your life to pursuing him first, it doesn't mean that you cannot have the things that you desire. It just may mean that the things that you desire may change as you pursue him. So that's, uh, it says in Psalms, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. That means he's going to do some altering of your heart as you delight yourself with him in, in him and you pursue him. And yeah. he, and then, because I, I feel like that's what happened to me. Like as I pursued him, 
as I delighted myself in him, he changed the desires. He changed my taste. He, what I once wanted, what was so important to me, he changed my hunger and my thirst. And then he gave me still some of the things that I previously wanted. It just had to be done in such a way that he would be first. So I'm like, I have to pursue him first above all else. And the things that are not of him need to fall away. They have to fall away. Yeah. Because it's really, they make really bad false gods. You know what I mean? Terrible. Terrible. You know, your relationships, they can be really beautiful, life-giving relationships. But if they become your God, you will constantly be disappointed and having these expectation hangovers and all sorts of crazy stuff, right? Or like, if your career becomes like everything for you, like one failure like that you assign meaning to it in a way that doesn't serve you right can take mm-hmm. you down right it will absolutely but praise yeah. will go straight to your head like failure will go to your heart and praise will go to your head yeah. right <laughs> so and- like it gets like when he is not center it's not like this thing that we because there's so many like sayings that are out there that just sound like cliche and don't make sense but if you actually like break it down and give it sense it does make sense right so it's like keep god at the center of your life there's a reason for that though yeah. Right. Not like just a cliche. Like safest place for you to be one. Right. And it keeps things in order, which protects you. Yes. Right. So that you're not living in unnecessary stress and pressure and dealing with consequences that you never had to deal with. Mm. Right. Like you're already going to have hard life. Right. Yes. Like challenges and tests and trials, they come. Like we're told this. Don't be surprised. Like they're coming. Right. Yes. Like, you either just got out of one, you're coming into one, like you're in the middle of one, like, that's right. Happening, right. So it's like, yeah. you have to stay ready, but it's like, why then would you add to that by trying to do all of these other things that don't make sense or making idols of things that can never be God to you. Right. Yeah. And one thing God told me was like, you know, you will place uh, unfair expectations on people. Yes when you make them your God, that they will never be able to meet. So then you'll always be disappointed. That's so true. And I'm so glad he was like, I had to teach you all of this before you got married. My my husband and I wouldn't have made it (laughs) if I would have still had the same mindset, that same heart, those same perspectives. He had to change all that. Yeah. I'm like, well, thanks God. (laughs) I love to think too, like the word says the end of a thing is far greater than the beginning. Right. So we're like excited and enthused and yay. Like in the very beginning. And then all of a sudden we hit like messy middle and all sorts of other stuff. And we're like, we don't even, we don't even care about the end. Right. But it's like, God is always starting from the end and he's preparing you for the promise that he has for you. So Mm -hmm. it's like, be careful what you pray for because you're going to have to prepare for it. Right? <laughs> yeah, like, that's literally like when you get a vision, like if somebody offers me a prophetic word now, like I literally am like, oh, looking at them sideways, <laughs> like, wait, like, we're excited. But like, no, like, that sounds like a seven year process right there. Like, <laughs> what am I gonna have to walk through to get to this? 100%. I'm like, oh, no, keep oh. your prophecy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, just don't even open your mouth. I don't even want to hear it. Like, <laughs> Like, I know, like, that's, that's going to be a lot of weight. It's going to be a lot of responsibility, right? It's going to be a lot of training, right? It's going to be a lot of crushing. Like God crushes you so that he can use you. If you think Mm -hmm. about it, like, do you have God's heart? Like, I think about the work you do, the work I do. It's like, if you don't have God's heart, you're going to hurt people. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. We see that all the time. I know I for sure do. Right. Mm -hmm. You probably do too. Yeah. So it's, to me, I get like righteous anger about that. (laughs) 
I was like, don't go messing with people's hearts now. Like that is not, you know what I mean? Like it's just, right. But you know, so so good. I know yes. we for like ever. So I oh, forever. To- I was like, I gotta let her go. <laughs> I'm like, cause I got more. I got more to say, but I gotta let her go. <laughs> like we need that speed dial button. Like how do we <laughs> phone a friend? So how can people connect with you? Share that first and foremost. <laughs> Yeah, so you can pretty much find everything at my website, CandiceABetties.com. Uh, I have a podcast. You can come hang out with me. It's called Goodbye Heartbreak, Hello Healing. I'm on all the uh, major podcast players. So come connect and hang out there every Tuesday. Well, I love what just happened here. I feel like so many people are going to be blessed. Thank you for being courageous with your story and for continuing to stretch I can feel the stretch and you're doing amazing. I'm just so grateful that we're connected and I'm so appreciative for your sharing today. Thank you so much. I appreciate you too. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what are you doing? Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free for prayer calls and challenges, for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses, or the God's Vibes Mastermind where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else, 12 weeks of content that we will go through together or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that. A community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity, and focus to achieve anything you desire. Walking into any situation, fully confident, knowing you have everything you need to succeed. Embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease. Feeling only love and compassion for others, no matter how they may have hurt you in the past. Standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in. You're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results. Gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. You will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what 
challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible with God.